Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the Positivity Podcast. On today's podcast, I'm joined by Greg Williams and Brian Maron. Greg Williams is the director of Arcadia Cognoretti. He has an extensive background within the US military. Brian Maron is the Vice President of Arcadia Cognoretti, with also an extensive background within the US military. They have both been deployed in Iraq, Afghanistan, and many other parts of the globe. Arcadia Cognoretti is a service provider specializing in assessing, developing, conducting, training, and education to address urgent safety and security needs in some of the most challenging environments on the planet. The skills which Brian, Greg, and the Arcadia team teach have been used and adopted by the US military, Fortune 500 companies, public and private organizations, research institutions and law enforcement. They are also highly endorsed in areas from the military, special ops, counterintelligence, government, counterterrorism and much more. So I, you know, with this podcast, you know, I am greatly, greatly humbled to have Brian and Greg on. And we had such an amazing time. And I hope you enjoy this podcast. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it, Adam got it. Okay. Yep, got you. Uh, Greg hasn't hopped on yet. Did you? I've um, 
I've, I've added them into it. Okay, give me, give me one second here. Yeah, of course, man. Here we go. Got uh, some video action. How you doing? Ship cap. Uh, nice to meet you, man. Yeah, you too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really appreciate you, um, you guys, you know, coming on and, uh, and doing this. It says Greg's unavailable. Give me a second. It says it's trying. One second. I don't know if you can ping him again or something. Yeah, but, uh, that's it. Let's have a look. Maybe he's on there. There we go. Pressing. Yeah. Oh. Greg, Greg, you there? Yeah. Can, I, uh, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course we can hear you, yeah. Okay. You. I think we've got a co-op. Yeah, I think, I, think we're, I think we're here, man. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. I can't see Greg, I can't, I can't see him, but I can hear him. Greg, you got your video up yet, or, uh... Yeah, it was up, and then it was off, and it's back up, and it's off. I don't know. How, how, how how's, the, how's the audio sound, Adam? Can you hear both of us? Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, I'm, I'm just using my phone. Gotcha. And I'm back up now. I can see me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no wait, that's the beer in <laughs> So it's okay if the video doesn't work. Yeah, that's what it seems. It seems that uh my bit is coming in and out, but Brian, as long as we have the uh yeah. as long as we have the audio we should drive on it. Yeah, yeah. Yep, sounds good. But um but yeah, I, I'm really, you know, humbled and grateful for connecting with you guys and um really really means a lot yeah man Adam. so like with what you guys do what kind of got you guys into this field because i was looking on like you know your profile and um arcadia cognoretti is that, is that how you pronounce it yep that's how that's a correct pronunciation and that's like detecting it's like people's human patterns and behavior. Yeah. So are you are you recording now? Are we we going going into this or uh, how you how you setting this up? Yeah. I mean, I've got a an app that's recording the audio, so I mean, I can edit it out anywhere. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, cool. We just uh, wasn't sure there, Greg. Are you still? You still? Can you? Still yeah, I'm, I'm still here. Hey, uh, Adam, is it possible to edit out Brian's shirt at all? Yeah. Because that might be a that might be a necessity as well. That's his Friday shirt. It's Aloha Friday, and in keeping with Aloha Friday, I have my Aloha on, so I do not care what you think, Greg. That's wonderful. So, hey, Adam, I got my start a long time ago as a uh, uh, human behavior pattern recognition and analysis specialist by uh, being a little crumb on the streets of metropolitan De Detroit. Uh, I was uh, – sadly, I was into some bad things, and I found that uh, – I could profile 
uh, police officers and their routines very well, mm. and that allowed me to ply my trade. Uh, I also had a couple of parents that were were very strict, and uh, I, I had to try to pull the wool over on their eyes. Mm. So I, I had to learn their tendencies as well. Then once uh, I saw the light, I figured out, hey, wait a minute, I've got a knack for this uh, that not many other people had. So I spent the rest of my life up until this point literally studying every aspect of uh, human behavior profiling. Mm. Yeah, and I'm, uh, I'm actually on a, a work release program from, from, from jail. So uh, my parole officer linked me up with Greg and said, if you work for him, you can get out, or you can get out early on, on work release. Yeah. That's, so that's true. <laughs> so, so that's how I got the job. No, I, I, uh, I ran into Greg years ago, probably 10, 12 years ago, um, uh, out on the, the West coast of the U S and at Camp Pendleton and Marine Corps base out here. And I was in the military and he was implementing some programs into the Marine Corps, one called the combat hunter program, which is very successful. And, um, we met each other there at a training facility sort of, and then we were all part of this, uh, overall project that fell under, uh, at the time general Mattis was in charge. He's a pretty well-known U S general. And, um, so I was kind of, we were parts of that and we met there and then I was really interested in what he was doing in that program and there was some crossover and then we kept, uh, after that I left that area and was kind of deploying again um, mm -hmm. all over Iraq and Afghanistan and I ran into Greg a few times then finally in about 2012 I think we ran into each other in, in uh, Kabul, Afghanistan and he was just like, hey, uh, we keep running into each other in all the wrong places, you want to just come work for me? So that's uh, started this um, abusive relationship that we have now so. <laughs> it's almost that, that's the understatement that's the understatement of the year uh, uh brian has been the only one other than my uh, wife of 35 years that has been able to put up with me for so so he should actually be canonized i think that's why they got him on that work release program <laughs> <laughs> so adam what i what i love is that uh uh, I've, I've watched your podcast and I absolutely enjoy it. And uh, for oh, a young guy, you've got a lot of insight. And, and uh, I, I think it's an honor that you're calling us from the front seat of a stolen car. Yes. I thought this was one of those like, hey, guys, uh, I'm in some trouble. I just ripped this <laughs> and robbed a bank. Yeah. Uh, need need uh, a little bit of legal advice. Yeah. You know? <laughs> some advice. Because we get those kind of calls sometimes. Yeah. So. We, we do. We do. Yeah. No, it's um no, I really appreciate it and uh it means a lot. And um I'm glad that you like it and um it was it was something that I've wanted to do for some time and I think I just played it off, you know, I just I've always been interested in people. Uh I like connecting with people and I kind of always wanted to do it, but I've always been I think afraid of what other people might think and uh you know, like limiting beliefs, and then I watch a lot of Joe Rogan, and then I listen to one of Gary V's podcasts, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it, and uh, see what happens. And it's no, no, that's, that's the best way, though, Adam. I, I mean, listen, there's so many people that are sitting around waiting for somebody else to open a door, waiting for somebody else to say, hey, you've got a great talent, waiting for somebody else to say, hey, you've got a voice for radio. And, and you know what? Those people are still sitting there waiting for that call. You know, yeah. it's, it's like if, you're, uh, if your life insurance and your retirement account 
is buying a lottery ticket every Saturday. You know, you get you get one point, you got to dust yourself off, get up, and get into the game. And, yeah. and you did great. Yeah, no, I really appreciate it. Thank you. And um, it's it's hard, isn't it, making that first step with anything? I think, and um, it's just a matter of like pushing out your comfort zone. And I think we're not we're not wired to do that as human beings. And um, to actually, I think the more you do something, the better you get at it. I think that's what I've come to like, you know, figure out. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, you know, uh, from a human behavior standpoint and from a strictly scientific standpoint, you're right on on both counts. One, uh, uh, people feel comfortable in the tribe, in the set, mm-hmm. in the group. That's why we have things like homophily, birds of a feather flock mm-hmm. together, uh, uh, isopraxism, why people dress or act in a specific manner, because you don't want to leave the, the, the comfort of the group. But also, the reason that every teenager in the world becomes an arsehole is the fact that they need to be kicked <laughs> out of the nest and go out on their own, right? Yeah. Because if they don't get a start, then they're not going to procreate and get a family. So Brian and I, uh, on this side of the pond, are both perfect examples of people that got kicked out early. You know, the, the uh, oven wasn't completely well heated, but they had to get us out of the house and make room for new kids, I think. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what happened to me. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they 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 try to try to get me out of the house as quickly as possible. But but no, you you brought up a a great point there, Adam, about like you know we're not when you said we're not wired for that. You, and this that's kind of the domain that we stay in is what humans are wired for, yeah. so that people can understand it better, right? So there's a lot of applications of what we do. Yeah. Your perfect example is hey we're we're kind of wired to stay you know to 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 not try and do that kind of stuff because yeah. basically you know your 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 limbic system your unconscious mind drives a lot more of your behavior than you think of it like you know humans talk about free will and we have some free will just just not nearly as much as we actually yeah. think um a lot of the decisions we make are very hardwired kind of that's not really the best term to use but but it meaning uh, like you said you don't really have a lot of control over it and that's yeah. simply because it's about survival so mm. you can tie in a lot of people's behaviors or their decisions to to very fundamental survival reasons of things mm. like your limbic system not what your body doesn't want to burn any more calories than it has to, right? It's telling you to sleep more, eat more, you know, a, a, a procreate. That's it, right? They, so, yeah. so you know, that's why so many people have a hard time losing weight or getting in shape or, or you know, doing all that stuff. because you're, you're actually, your body doesn't want to burn any more calories than it has to. So, so that, that actually starts to get into almost all of the decisions that affect your life. Yeah. So yeah. the better mm-hmm. you can kind of understand that, uh, the better you can get around it, the better you can mitigate it, right? So, yeah. so that kind of gets us into a lot of different areas yeah that, that's that's completely it and um it just goes to show like we we kind of we kind of become like creatures of habit as well and like you said with the brain and how parts of the brain work um we're not really aware of that and i think until you actually look into it and you delve into like the research behind it it, it really kind of makes you realize um you know how much, how how kind of complica- complicated yet powerful we are as human beings. If that makes sense. Like, no, it absolutely does. And I, I mean, Adam, I think you're touching on something that that uh, uh, happens during the COVID. So so here we've got a a uh, pandemic, mm-hmm. and uh, people are petrified of the pandemic. And then everybody says, hey, we need to go into isolation. 
which is contrary to everything that we've done our entire lives because we need to get out and we need to assimilate and be with groups and spend time with people. But now, as this has gone on for a couple of months, and they're saying, I think we're going to open things up and go back to work, people are like, hey, let's not be hasty about this decision. Let's take a little more time because they've gotten used to being at home. They've gotten used to working in their pajamas and phoning it in. And you know what? That's a hard habit to break. And also, so I understand it. And I'm sorry my photo doesn't come up. I'm actually a, a very slim, uh, short black female. So if you find a photo to put up there, you can do that. I, I, I'm calling from the Colorado Rockies. I don't know why the photo's not coming up. <laughs> no, that's absolutely fine. I'll, um, I'll, find, I'll find another photo. <laughs> Anything you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm growing out my top knot right now yeah. uh, because I'm on I'm on home isolation. So yeah. any any neo samurai with a lot of douchebag in it, yeah. that photo should go very well. Just so you it'll, know, it'll fit fine. Yeah. Better than your actual photo. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but I think that's like what you said, isn't it? People are. It's going to be hard for people to go back to work because they become ingrained in those habits of getting used to not going out as much and working from home and things like that because i remember when the first i'm in the uk and like where where i live at the minute i'm in like uh the coastal part of england like by the sea um originally i'm from nottingham so like the, the east midlands so i was originally in the city but like down here it's very laid back and um I don't think people took it as serious here at first because they kind of thought, oh, it won't reach down here. But just just because you're so far away from the city side of things doesn't necessarily mean that it isn't going to come down here. Yeah, um, yeah, and, you, and you, you think about that too, Adam. You just touched on another scientific certitude. When things happen around us, we have what's called confirmation bias. We always see things through the lens of our own egos, our own personality. So certainly COVID is not going to strike me. And there's no way that the coronavirus is going to come to my town. And it's not going to disrupt my business. And part of that denial is, yeah. is almost overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we call it OBE, overwhelmed by events or overcome by emotions. And, mm-hmm. and that's what a lot of people feel, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it gets into, uh, I mean, again, you kind of brought up some, some things that, that sound very, um, you know, almost uh, almost very self-evident, right? It almost seems like, oh, this is common sense, but but it's actually, there's a lot more to it than, than most people think. And, you know, you brought up the, hey, it's not going to happen here, it's not going to get to me, and Greg called that, hey, that, that denial happens with, with everything, you know what I mean? So so we'll, we'll apply that, and then that gets into your confirmation bias. So now you... you brought up something that hey people are getting used to now being at home people are uh, they've got new habits and patterns established and doing a podcast the, from their car for example familiar and comfortable <laughs> so, but, but that but but you know you you mentioned at the beginning of the calls why well, i wanted to bring it up adam as you said well you know i found that you know over time you get you get better at things over yeah. time right so that's just basic human behavior patterns right that that's mm-hmm. what what we all do as we start to do stuff literally your brain gets grows to axons and dendrites or there, there's myelination that happens and there's uh you know you get stronger faster connections right so you can it's like riding a bike right once you learn how to do it do it for years and years you can always get back on and do it mm. well the thing is so the, that that can be a good thing or a bad thing right so if yeah. you start establishing those bad habits 
the longer you do those bad habits, the harder it is to break. But but then the flip side, the good thing is once you start a good habit, right, once you start that good pattern of behavior, mm. the more you do it, the more you do it, the easier it is to get. So it's just mm. like you said, too, at the beginning is that, hey, you know, you got to get put yourself out there and get you know, be a little uncomfortable. We call that the military sure. always thing was, was, Hey, uh, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. Meaning just get used to the suck, right? Just get used to everything around you is always going to suck. Mm-hmm. So once you accept that fact, well, then it makes it easy. Cause then you're like, well, oh, well, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Cause this pain or, or me being tired or hungry is mm-hmm. always going to be there. So mm-hmm. maybe I just focus on what I have to do. So that's what you kind of just alluded to at the beginning was getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. That, yeah, that's that's a really good way to kind of reframe it, isn't it? Like get get comfortable being uncomfortable, um, because that like you know it's like you said we we get ingrained in seeking comfort, and I I know like if I sit down at home and I, in my head I'm like I need to work out. If I sit down, it's comfortable, and the chances of me actually doing it, you know, decrease. You know, just by sitting down. So I have to stand up or do something else. So I'm not gonna get too comfortable. If that makes sense. No, I, 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 uh, I, I spot on. Same thing. Yeah. So, so you're, you know, you're the, uh, you're the idiot savant of human behavior pattern recognition analysis. Because what you're doing, Adam, is you're approaching it from the street view, which we do yeah. when we go on the road and teach, because it's much easier than slapping you in the face with science all the time. So yeah, yeah. if you think of the first time that you cut class. And everybody's done it. And and so there's been a time that you were going to school and you just didn't have it in you. And so uh, you bagged out early and went home sick. Or, oh, mom, dad, you know, you held the thermometer up to the light bulb and, and now you've got a fever. But whatever it was, you knew that you should have been in school. Well, the yeah. first time, it's hard as hell and you think you're going to get caught and you're afraid of how people are going to talk about you and think, you know what? Second and third time, it's easier. Why? Because we're predisposed to stay in the cave. We're predisposed to sit down and, and, and scratch our fat bellies and only get up and get out if we have to breed or if we have to hunt. So, so this COVID is a double-edged sword. And, and not diminishing how serious and how dangerous it is, but what happens is now when we start going back to work, we remember – how much work we got done at home Mm -hmm. and how much of our jobs we can do via the internet. And Mm -hmm. guess what? I liked walking around in nothing but my uh, onesie, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) While I was running around the house, having my, uh, having my lunchable for dinner and and getting up at the crack of 10 in the morning. So those things are going to be hard habits to break. Why? Because they're the easiest to assimilate. That's why it's hard to stop smoking. That's why it's hard to, you know, uh, uh, get up early in the morning and live a disciplined life. Yeah, I, I do it. I, you you brought up the the perfect example, Adam, is with 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 working out, and that's because that's my thing. That's that's what my 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 yeah. self therapy is is yeah. thrashing myself. Oh yeah, in the gym oh yeah, he's day. really buff. You can't you can't <laughs> tell by the photo, but he's not as pale and hairy as he looks in real life. <laughs> so so uh, the, the the idea is is with that, and, and Greg brought it up too. Is like you like you just said, like oh, I know once I sit down and I start watching TV or this, I'm never gonna do it. And that's my you know, because I'm the guy that get, I get up early. I'm up by five every 
every morning just simply to go work out and do my start my day and everyone's like oh wow you're you know really motivated in this i'm like no i'm horribly horribly lazy if i don't do this if i don't make myself do that it's never going to happen i will find a hundred excuses during the day to go and then at night be like oh well i gotta start getting ready for bed too late to work out right so i force myself to do that and then but but that's the thing is once you develop that 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 pattern that that behavior now i wake up i don't need an alarm clock i get up and there's been mornings when i'm dead tired and i'm downstairs like literally already you know taking my pre-workout and walking out the door to go to the gym and then before i even realize what's going on because mm-hmm. i'm still half asleep but but your body gets used to it and and it's going to do it and it's a it's a good pattern to establish mm-hmm. so i stick with it it has nothing to do with me being like super motivated or anything yeah. i'm the laziest person you ever meet however i've got a little bit of discipline so yeah. so that's why that's how i can stay ahead of the game yeah. <laughs> but like in the in the military you get up pretty early as well don't you like i i remember like um i don't know i don't know if it, if it varies between regiment or what line of work you're in in the military but when i so i did public services um at college which is like police army um ambulance you know public services and i i was an originally joined the military um so i did like look at life courses with um the british army like the Royal logistics uh, and did one with the rifles and we went away for a couple of weeks with them and I remember like you know like you said going getting up in the morning at nine ten o'clock or whatever time to getting they was getting us up at like five o'clock and I remember my body I, I just felt like I just felt so all over the place but then it, like you said after a bit of time of doing that it just becomes a norm and it's something I, I, I need to do, really, you know, get up a bit earlier, you know, right now. Well, Adam, uh, one of the shout-outs, uh, first of all, uh, Brian and I have been lucky enough to train all over the world, and we mm-hmm. have trained with and worked with side-by-side side, uh, the British Armed Forces, uh, the British Police. A couple of our dear friends are uh, uh, former Scotland Yard Flying Squad members. Uh, our, our dear friend uh, from Talos, uh, Martin Woolley, lives in London. You probably know him. I'm sure you know everybody that lives <laughs> yeah. in London. So, you know what I'm but uh, uh, the cool thing about Arcadia Cognorati and, and uh, what we do is we get to work with those folks. And I'll tell you, in Iraq and Afghanistan, uh, uh, I, uh, we did a, a program called Ground Sign Awareness with your military and it was absolutely amazing i was gobsmacked at how amazingly disciplined and and uh, what a great fighting force they were so shout out to them for that and the police as well uh you know your police have a unique situation uh here when you're born in the states and i don't know how often you uh get to visit but please come out to, to see us uh but uh here in the states everybody is issued a weapon when you're born so you know what they take the little seat and they put your little feet on the paper uh, for your fingerprints and your footprints as a child. That's when you first get your gun registration. So uh, your your coppers are taking on uh, a lot uh, with criminal and, and terrorists, and they don't carry guns. And I, I personally don't understand that at all. So I give them a lot of credit for that. Yeah, it's um, I, I've been to the States. Uh, I went to Florida a couple of years back, and then I went to uh, New York in January last year with my friends for a few days and um, I felt really safe because of the amount of police around and the amount of police right. people that have weapons 
and even even in the yeah. mall, we was in uh, I think a Macy's, and we saw there were police, but they were like dressed in camo. I don't know what department that is, but they were like anti-terrorism police, and they had like rifles. And um, I was like, "Geez, I was like, no, feel safe compared to like you know if I go to London." Like my auntie lives in Twickenham in London, so I went there to do my life coaching course. Um, and each time I went there, I just kind of felt a bit on edge, like uh, you know, because there's lots of people and terrorism around that time was you know quite significant. Um, and with the police, I was like, not all police officers have weapons, so you don't. I don't. I don't feel as safe, which is really crazy when you think about it. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the things you fear, too, uh, uh, Adam, one of the things you fear is you fear what you don't fully understand, and that's the yeah. roots of terrorism. Uh, terrorists instill fear because you never know when or where they're going to strike or, or, or how, you know, what they're going to do. But, but you have to also balance the need. Like, for example, in the United States, we, we have a tremendous amount of crime, and we have a lot of suicide, and we have a lot of shootings. Uh, so, you know, once you open that floodgate, and allow uh, additional weapons. You can't put your finger in the dike and say, "Okay, no more at this point." You know, but uh, it, it's not uh, that, that different from traveling uh, in an automobile. You know, you got automobile in, uh, accidents uh, that kill a lot of people, and then you got alcohol. Some people drink and drive, and that makes them more dangerous. But with terrorism, you can't predict it, can you? So you're walking at home and you're looking around and you're not sure if you know that person that left the bag behind is you know just going to use the ATM. Or if it's going to explode, and that's that's how COVID gets to you too. The fear of a virus that you can't stop, you can't identify, you can't point to it and say there it is. Mm -hmm. uh, but we have to overcome that fear for for health reasons, for psychological reasons. It's imperative that we overcome that fear. Mm -hmm. it, the, the other thing too on that too, Adam, is when sometimes that comes down to different kind of policing strategies as well. There's differences. There's huge differences in every different country and how they handle things. And like yeah, there's but, always a, a similar benefit. Twitchcam is uh, known for its counter-terrorist policy, Brian. You understand yeah. that where he was. So, so it, it, you know, it, it, it all depends to uh, exactly where you know what's <laughs> yeah. the threat and where that stuff needs to be. Where, like, yeah, if you're in New York City, do those? Do you need to have that visible presence? Yeah, that's a little bit different than maybe you go you go to a rural rural area here in the U.S. You're not going to see that type of presence. You know what I'm saying? So there there's a there's a little bit difference in, in just in, in how you go about that. And what's what's more of a target? What's less of a target than what they have to implement in their policies and procedures? But but you know it's it's we always say that the strategies and stuff are different. But but the human behavior and what happens. I don't care where you're from, where you're living, who you are. That's the same, right? Mm -hmm. So. so so that's where that's our that's our area that we 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 stick to is hey what what's what's the science say about all humans not necessarily about you know your culture or religion or political views or this that's all stuff that that comes after the fact meaning we we put those lenses on we put those uh, our our viewpoint our biases on uh, after the fact right so that's all it comes after the the normal you, human behavior pattern you chose you chose yeah. that hairdo Brian you chose to wear if you know I what I'm really, saying I don't so. have a choice now because I can't get my hair cut or my yeah. beard trim but you're right I, I could change my shirt but I'm not going to yeah. Adam what you what you can see on Brian's photo I, I'm in a, a wonderful office at the top of a high rise in Gunnison Colorado and, and Brian only has those three walls and they're made out of thick cardboard you see so so if you I'm in a McDonald's parking lot using exactly. three watts. Sitting on a picnic table. Yeah.
that bad. Uh, I mean, I mean, I can't stop. My hair's pretty long, to be honest. It's, 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 yeah, but you still have hair. That looks great. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Adam, has anybody, and, and I apologize for not knowing the answer to this, uh, but yeah. a huge fan of, of your aunt and Twickenham, shout out there because we've been, <laughs> uh, both of us, there's a lot of nice pubs that we like there. Nice. But uh, have you been to Colorado? And if you haven't, uh, you got to come and play with me in Colorado. And Brian's in a place called Carlsbad, California, which is uh, like between San Diego and Oceanside. And Brian's got room right next to him on the picnic table, apparently. <laughs> but uh, I actually have, oh I have to be a real house with a room. But you got to come out and take a look. Do you ski at all? Do you do you like winter sports? No, I definitely have to do it. Um, I I've done like wakeboarding and water skiing down here. I haven't been surfing yet. I should go surfing. Um, you know, I like, you know, football was a big thing that I, you know, used to do a lot of. Um, so, yeah, I kind of get into, like, you know, a bit more water sports, really. And um, I would yeah. like to go skiing and places like that. I've never really done anything like that. Well, I'm 30 minutes from Mount Crested Butte. It's a ski resort. And, uh, obviously, it's, uh, you know, got to have more snow. So, as it comes on the winter, uh, the skills that you do in water skiing, it's identical. It's just a little colder. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause, um, yeah, it's crazy because like parts of the states get really cold. Like I remember when I was in New York, it was like minus twenty, and I was like, yeah. Oh, geez, you're there in the middle of winter. Yeah, that's not the best. That's why right, I only stayed a couple of days. Yeah. Marini, yeah. went from uh, he went from New York to Florida. What a change there. You know, yeah, so I'm kidding. It's crazy. Florida is like uh, Florida, Adam. For us, Florida is like America's outback. It's like uh, there's no rules down there. It's well, it's if you like look at it on a map, it's like <laughs> it's like America's phallus. Yeah. And it kind of just hangs down. So, yeah. uh, Anything goes down there. There are no rules. I saw, it's a full-time retirement community. I saw that on that Tiger King documentary. He, that was all based in Florida. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, a few places. Yeah, one of the guys is down there in Florida. Oh, yeah, that stuff is – Florida is like – I mean, it's it's there's a lot less restrict. Like, there, were, there was no lockdown for this COVID thing in Florida. They all just kept doing what they do. <laughs> so it's, it's a great place. That's crazy. But, so, so would you say like the work that you guys do, um, how how has this like affected you guys? Is it kind of? Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's a, what a, so Adam, the the simple simple answer to that is the best training on human behavior is in person training. As good as this is, I can't uh, feel you and touch you and smell you and see every one of the the and reactions that are going on. That. <laughs> that's why I'm in, that's why I'm inviting you out. Yeah. Uh, I'm a bit of a predator, uh, but no, yeah, yeah, that is true though. Be warned. But the idea is that uh, uh, you know, like when you watch, and I'm sure you have, uh, there's certain videos that upload from uh, like a body camera or a surveillance camera, a cop camera, and then somebody's going to come on, some pundit, and they're going to talk for 20 minutes about what happened on it. Listen, you don't know anything. All you know is the perspective of the camera right now and what you're seeing, feeling, hearing over that camera. And when you're in, in the room uh, uh, with the soldiers and sailors and, and, and whether it's a, a police officer or a first responder, uh, HR personnel, because we train everything, big business, uh, you know, uh, uh, just common folks. Uh, we had a, a family from Texas that was coming to London, and they wanted to know how to be more situationally aware when they hit the ground. And so all of those different type of things that we do in person are much better than virtual training. Virtual is good, and you can do some maintenance training, but you got to imagine with COVID, Brian and I were in uh, – we did uh, Dallas, then uh, Philly, uh, New Jersey, and 
New Jersey and uh, Virginia, mm. all in like the span of three or four weeks, and these are all hot spots. And yeah. then all of a sudden, we're back home, and now for the last five weeks, we haven't gone uh, anywhere outside yeah. of Rome. So it, it's crushing our business, hence the reason that we have to keep pushing the lessons learned and the podcast and the virtual end of it. Yeah, yeah we're, we're doing a little bit more some some online webinar stuff that's all all free uh for now and, and we're just trying to build that um we we have long-term projects that we were also working on that have been in the works so that that's good we can kind of focus on that but yeah it's, Jan- it's janitorial projects mm-hmm. that uh, yeah <laughs> mostly janitorial where brian and i are you know in lawn maintenance but those are our long-term projects yeah you know, the webinar is a great point brian the uh, we we just did a webinar uh i believe it's friday morning that we're making this call uh, just two days ago, and and the one two days ago was uh, was quite well received. So we're hoping that the exposure and Adam, you reach a lot of people. I, I don't know if you know how much your viewership is, but you've got like this laid back style, and it's like sitting in your interview and uh, uh, sitting in your living room, and we're passing around the hookah and looking at album covers. That's what it feels like. So it's actually kind of cool, you know. And so we're trying to appeal to people that don't think they need situational awareness training, that don't think they need to know more about human behavior. And that's not easy, is it, Brian? No, it's that, that that's the thing is that we, we, we've been like a lot of people talk about this stuff or there's different, hey, all of a sudden this human behavior stuff or in, even on a corporate level, of, hey, let's mm-hmm. invest in our people and get more training for And we're sitting here, we're like, we, look, we've been doing this and we we're scientifically validated. We've had this program for years. This is all, we're already established in this field. And it's like some people are just starting to find it. We're going, oh God, here we go. You know, yeah. here come all the, here come all the, uh, you know, hey, welcome to the party guys. Uh, we've already been sitting here drinking for a while yeah. you know what I'm so so but but uh but yeah funny <laughs> funny the brit uh or the uh, uh my irish friend brian would use that comparison <laughs> just so you know about a little bit of heavy drinking yeah so i can't get it it's in my blood but but uh but no no and so so that's what we do a lot of the a lot of like the like greg mentioned our our lessons learned that are on our website uh all the podcasts the webinar stuff is our way of it's at a base level for anyone can view this and go, Oh crap, that's pretty interesting. Um, I bet that'll give me a new perspective on life. And a lot of people, that's what we do. That's, that's really what we need. Like our business mostly does business with like other businesses or law enforcement agencies or this. So, so when it comes straight to like consumer, basically anyone walking down the street, we, we would love to just be able to almost give that to you, right? Uh, here, here's something you can use because do you need to be an expert at it? Well, no, there's people that we train that need to be because that's their job and that's what they're going to go do. But for everyone else, like we try to keep it where it's, where it's entertaining and fun mm-hmm. and you get to go, Oh dang, I didn't know that about human behavior. Hey, I've, right. I've seen myself do that 30 times in my life and now mm-hmm. I can fix that or change it. Or, or I've seen that before. Now I know going into a situation that, Hey, maybe I, I, I should, I should leave this uh, football match right now because exactly. it's starting to get a little rowdy versus yeah, waiting you know that, waiting don't you? the riot, riot breaks out. Exactly. And then, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so that's kind of our thing for just the mass audience is we, we try to keep it fun and have a good time with it mm-hmm. and really get to – and you get to learn something. And we, we love science, Adam. You've got to understand that. But most people, if you remember back to high school, and, and I'm, I'm not sure if uh, you called it your version of high school, you know, you know whatever yeah. it was like. Secondary uh, we, we have, uh, yeah, yeah, secondary school, yeah. exactly. And, and uh, so what, what happens is most people hated uh, uh, their science teacher because uh, science and math were those skills that if you didn't get them right away, maybe you had a harder time in school, unless you wanted to turn out to be like, uh, you know, 
baking it uh, up the rock in a meth lab, you probably didn't tune into that science just as much, right? Uh, uh, so what happens is when people first learn what we do, the first thing they go is, oh, my gosh, because you have to know, you know, uh, the second law of thermodynamics, the entropic principle, Heisenberg's uncertainty principle, all these other things are they're going, oh, my gosh, how would we ever learn that? Well, what we try to do is we try to street it. We try to bring it down to common everyday speak so people can understand it and turn around and use it by the first break in our class. I mean, go out today and use it. And you use those skills all the time. You said you were a footballer. Part of being a footballer is not only uh, uh, the the hand and eye coordination, but it's reading the other team, reading mm. the players, and, and starting your strategy to, to beat that player mm. uh, before he gets the ball. Where am I going to position myself? How mm. when, when do I have to start running? So that same thing happens when you go to London. You, you know, you live by these seaside and you go to London and you can tell immediately by the graffiti or the dirt or the people walking around which yeah. area that you want to stay out of, you know, and, and uh, head over to Diagon Alley. That's all I know about London. But uh, the idea <laughs> I read a lot of the Harry Potter. So, so, uh, yeah. But, you know, those, those types of things, you know, all, all we do is we increase human performance by teaching people how to judge uh, human behavior uh, before things happen. That's all we do. It's an amazing uh, business that you have and, like, kind of, you know, what you're doing. And um, I think it's it's very much needed in today's society with how things are and uh, technology as well. And there's a lot of distractions and there's so much. I think society, you know, up until this point before this happened, everyone's kind of been, you know, going at a 1,000 miles an hour there's lots of distractions around us and I think like when your attention's not on yourself and like focused on these being, being on being aware of your surroundings and threats you, you can kind of probably see why these threats can easily happen because people are almost caught up with their attention elsewhere whereas I suppose if they have this training it gives people that edge and, and you know to be able to think more on their feet. Yeah, no, you're 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 dead on, and like Greg said, you're hitting it from that. There's so much. You, man, you use a perfect uh, term, Adam, when you said attention. There's so much stuff competing for our attention, especially with technology, even just your phone, right? So there, the, because that uh, competes for our attention, uh, the human attention span is a lot smaller than people even realize. So, so even what you can see and, and process, right? So, so we talk about something is called uh, your functional field of view, and your functional field of view is what you can actually see and process, right? That's that's your that's your very narrow uh, vision, right? So you think about when you're reading a book, uh, you can't read, when you're reading a sentence, you can't read what's at the end of the sentence, right? You can only see the very word in front of your face. And, and that's actually technically all you can ever process and see. The rest is kind of called visual and perceptual fill. So if you were to hold your arm uh, out at arm's length uh, with your thumb up, like you're giving the thumbs up and you look at your thumbnail, that's roughly what you can actually see. That's called your functional field of view. So, so for a man that's about six degrees of your entire 360 degree world, it's six degrees for women. It's around 11 degrees. They have they have about twice the functional field of view as men. So so two thumbs up, right? But but the idea is um, you have to put that strong central vision on whatever you're trying to attend to, whatever's in your environment. So that's your phone, uh, that's a movie you're watching, whatever it is, that's all you can actually see and process. So 
So that's why you hear the term, man, it came out of nowhere, or uh, I had no idea that you were standing there, or man, this guy just popped out of nowhere. No, they didn't come out of nowhere. You just weren't paying attention. That's, that's you weren't attending to those things in your environment. And like you said, with all the flashing lights and signs and screens and phones and the vibration on it, that's competing for your attention. So, so we're already with that technology, we're burdening our brain, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that's why you don't get a lot of deep thought. You don't ever yep. sit there and just sit by yourself and think and stare at the wall people are like how do you do that it's like man if you can't do that if you can't be alone with your thoughts for a little while you have some mental health issues you need to work out not necessarily bad just be like look look that that's your you're, you're in a state right now that you need constant and crave constant attention from something uh that you can't be alone so so yeah it is that degrades our performance over time and and you that word attention is is the perfect word to use for it and, and brian I, w- I would throw in one thing adam what Brian just brought up is really good, but I would make a distinction. Most people worry about their physical health. I need to work out more. I need mm-hmm. to lose weight. I need mm-hmm. to eat better. But the minute that you say the two words mental health together, oh, man, everybody wants to try to say, are you saying something's wrong with me? Do I yeah. have a problem? Am I at a deficit? No, mental health. Look, we get dumber because we get lazy. So you're not uh, old enough. I'm guessing, Adam, you're probably 25, 26 years old. Yeah, so as you're driving home, okay, yeah, spot on then. As you're driving home, the closer you get to the house, the dumber you get because things become familiar. And when they become familiar, you tune out and you take more chances. And you don't think that you do, but now you're catching up on that text message, which takes your eyes off the road. Now you're kind of driving with rote memorization because you know the street and you know the neighbors down there. And what happens, that's where most of those fatalities occur. When I tune out, when I stop attending to my environment, it becomes much more dangerous. And I'll tell you who can read that better than anybody. Moms can read it about kids. That's why you can't screw around in front of mom. But also criminals. Criminals and terrorists can read victims. They give off a smell, a sight, a feel. And you can just tell when somebody's staring at the sun that they're going to be the easy person to predate. And and I think that's what Brian was bringing up. Yeah, of course it was, Greg. But thanks for putting words in my mouth. <laughs> okay. I only put words in, in your mouth long enough to make sure that the bottle of Jameson is not in your mouth. I'm I'm looking out for your mental health. Adam Adam, I, I, I know you probably Adam doesn't smoke or drink, right? I, uh but I, Brian, I drink, I drink Brian's just horrible. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Brian's actually drinking now. Uh it, it's uh it's all of 8.30 in the morning, and he's probably yeah, got a lot been, of alcohol. Yeah, but like I said, I've been up for a long time already, so my day started a long time ago. So that's <laughs> is, that okay, how you, right? is that how you sell yourself, Brian? Is I that think how you at this point during during the during the quarantine, I think anything goes. I don't think there are rules. That's true. That's true. But, I, uh, but like um, with like what you said, like um, we we get more laid back towards – the closer you get towards home. And I, I found out the other day I was driving back home and I was pulling into my close and I was probably going a little, probably a little bit too fast and, and the car pulled out. But, you know, I, I, I had to react and stop the car. Nothing happened. But like you said, I was closer to home. So I was like, oh, everything's fine. You know, I know I know the house. And, and it, I've never really picked up on that. And that's just kind of like made me think about it. And... um as well with what you said, um, how people can kind of sniff out vulnerable people, if that makes sense, like you said, terrorists mm-hmm. and uh, criminals. I, I noticed it uh, one time when I when I lived in Nottingham, like quite rough city parts of it, 
and I lived there for 19 years. So I feel like I'm quite streetwise. Um, and I was with a friend on the park, and there was a bunch of guys, and it was quite late at night, and we had to cut through the park. And I said to my friend, don't go over to those people, because he knew one of them there, and they were shouting him over. And he had his phone on him, his new phone. And I was like, if you go over to those people, they're going to take your phone. He's like, oh, I'll be fine. Uh-huh. And, he, and he went over to them, and he, they took his phone. He's like, oh, they took my phone. But I could, like you said, I could see that happening, whereas yep. they, they could probably see something in him and then took advantage of that. Yeah, yeah, and you tried to warn him, but again, his confirmation bias jumped in, his ego jumped in, and said, no, I got this. By the way, Brian and I both know the sheriff of Nottingham. Uh, we grew up in the state. We actually have to read oh about him. So that was amazing. But no, you call it street smarts, right? And street yeah. smarts can take you uh, a certain distance. But back to your footballing analogy, without a coach, uh, uh, the best football clubs in, in, in the world have coaches, but they also have uh, trainers. And they also have uh, uh, an elite crew of people that uh, uh, do grounds maintenance and check the ball inflation. All of those things have to come together, and it's a perfect storm of human behavior. And if you don't have your shite together when you go out, uh, you're largely responsible for your own personal safety. So don't come to me and say, hey, I got my phone ripped off, or they broke into my car, or they graffitied my house, if you're not paying attention. And situational awareness is your responsibility, and it's society's responsibility, and the better we get at it, the less seams and gaps there are for terrorists or criminals to sneak in. Yeah, and and, and so, so far, Greg has brought up uh, Harry Potter, uh, Robin Hood, and we'll see what, <laughs> what comes in. So, so, so Greg, I don't know, Adam, I don't know if you're familiar with the movie uh, uh, Dumb and Dumber yeah. with Jim Carrey. Yeah. yeah. So, so <laughs> it's kind of like the point, remember where he, right at the beginning, where he's trying to pick up the girl at the airport in yeah, his limo, yeah, yeah. and he's like, where are you from? And she's like, Austria. And he goes, oh, throw another shrimp on the bobby. Yeah, yeah. And so that's that's the level of Greg's jokes. It's just yeah. <laughs> horribly culturally in- incorrect. I appreciate and, that. And, and Brian's appearing this summer in a uh, film called Drunk and Drunker with him and his father. Uh, so they're going to with you and your dad. They're going to Wifey McDeedy's Tavern is, in Dublin, is the, is, I believe. Is the, is the competition to see who's dumb and who or who's drunk and who's a drunker? Or exactly. That's the competition. No, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to show Adam how little I know about his ancestral home, so he invites me over there. Because yeah. Wooly, we've known Martin Wooly for 25 years. He's never invited us. <laughs> he, he keeps this literally uh, across an ocean. No, no, exactly. no mate, uh, we're, we're good over here. Yeah. He doesn't. How, how's things? How's this thing? Things this week, Martin? We could stop by. Oh no, I'm a little busy. Bangers and mash, you know. So, so I don't know, Adam. Do you got enough room at the crib there, up on the uh, on the seaside that you can don't invite him? He's going to assault you. I could always, I could always so. put a tent in the. I could always put a tent in the garden or something like that, you know. There we go. <laughs> That's a euphemism, Brian. I, mean, I don't know. I'm not sure. That, I don't know what that means over there. Tent in the garden could mean a number of things. I'm going to check the Urban Dictionary yeah. for that one. So, so hey, uh, Adam, I, I, I've got a great question for you, though. I, I mean, how was it? Like, you're so at ease on the air now. Uh, how was it your first few times? What was it like to to get started? What were the tricks that you had to pull up? Yeah, I um, I felt petrified. <laughs> Felt scared, um, apprehensive, um, kind of like, you know, like my own kind of like limiting beliefs coming up and being like, oh, you know, this isn't going to work. And, 
yeah, just a lot of worry, really. And um, I, I, I can be a perfectionist sometimes, so I kind of like probably thought too much into it and what just wanted to get it right. Whereas I think, you know, like sometimes if you just relax, um, it, it goes a lot better. But I, yeah, I basically downloaded Anchor FM and I did it over there via audio. And I find it really scary. Yeah. Well, you know, and the reason I bring that up is, is uh, I'm not to down anybody. I'm up for everything. And uh, trust me, working with Brian, I, I've never seen a perfectionist. Uh, but the, the idea of uh, <laughs> a podcast, a lot of people, a lot of people have podcasts, and many of them blow. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. I go out there, and I'm not saying ours is any good, but, uh, you know, the, the Left to Greg podcast, I go out there, and I try to compare it all the time, and I try to say, okay, what is our message? What are we doing? We do it for free, so don't, you know, <laughs> don't complain yeah. about the content. Take it, take it for it's worth, you know, yeah. <laughs> your money's worth. Uh, but by the same token, you know, I, I want to educate and entertain, and I want to have a good time. And uh, uh, that's why I was excited about uh, your podcast. But, you know, to be frank in the matter, there's some people out there that they're well, way overproduced. They got better microphones. They got better sound. They got better, you know, backgrounds and, and all that stuff. But when it comes to it, it's like blah, 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 blah. I've heard it all before. So that had to be hard for you to overcome. Did you do any broadcasting or anything before? Or was it just a I'm jumping in? Yeah, literally, it was just uh, I'm jumping in. I mean, I, I've done like the odds quite a few like instagram videos where i've i've just been kind of talking about like kind of coaching in some way and talking about what i think yeah brian's done some grinder videos uh, i think that <laughs> way but i don't know if it's the same thing i don't know if uh if that's what you're talking about the instagram oh my god I'm yeah. Older, I'm so... <laughs> yeah i've just um just literally been yeah doing like kind of videos on instagram that's the only thing i did before podcasting um and I just kind of thought to myself, you know, I had an idea, and I, I kind of like used my surname for the name, because I thought like positivity, I want to talk about something, you know, positive, and I thought, oh, my name, Pa, and then I created it, and um, I kind of thought to myself, if I can connect with people from different walks of life, yeah. and see what they do, you know, what their story is, what are they doing, and how... Can that provide value to other people to take, you know, some, take something positive from it? Because, you know, we've all got we've all got our own story. We've got all got our own voice and uh, things to talk about. And no, I totally agree. I, I, I think one of the things, Adam, I think one of the things that I want to do, and, and uh, Brian and I talked offline about this, is we'd like to promote you here in the states. Uh, the the United States has one of these things called the Sham Wow Factor. And uh, if you have a British accent and you've got the great voice for radio and you're a young guy, you're good looking, you're like Marin, I, I look like roadkill. I look like an armadillo on a Texas highway that's been left on a freeway for the weekend. And uh, so I, I, I description. <laughs> thank you. So I'm a bloated corpse. I don't want to lie. I kind of look like William Shatner, but in worse shape. Uh, so. But you two guys, the thing that you have is that people like looking at you and listening to you. And and uh, so uh, uh, in the United States, if anybody, it doesn't matter what you want to sell. If you want to sell a bag of dirt and you put a broadcaster on that's got a British accent, people will tune yeah. in and they'll start yeah. eating the popcorn, you know. So I don't know if that's the same like across the pond. Yeah. It is. It's totally true, you know. So, yeah. but I don't know if it's the same in in uh, in London or the UK. Like, if if you have a a, a, a English speaking person, I know you invented the language, but I mean, like an American English. I mean, do you, do you guys automatically like 
uh, tune in and go, oh, listen up, you know, it's an American. Or are you all like, you know, sod off, you bastard. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really, I really appreciate what you said um, about my podcast and uh, what I'm doing really means a lot. And um, we've, I mean, I've worked in hotels quite a lot. I've, I was working in hospitality for many years from being 16. And I think when I've had, so I enjoy, yeah, in my work in restaurants, when someone from America comes in, we're like, oh, you know, oh, great, you know, where are you from? And I, I quite like it because I think America and England and uh, the UK are quite close, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. allies. And um, I, I quite like it. I've, I mean, there's some people out there who think, oh, no, like, but I think everyone's different. But I, I when, when I worked in the restaurants, I was like engaged with people from America because I've been there. And I know that you guys tip well as well. So, I mean, every, like... Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I do. I'm always throwing the money around. I'm, you know, you know, are so broke, it's ridiculous. That's why we're asking you to, you know, if if you invite us across the pond, would you mind also throwing in, like, plane tickets? If you show up out here in Colorado, Adam, I'm, I'm charging your rent while yeah. you're here, pal. <laughs> no, but that's true, isn't it? But, see, you just gave it some insight into your personality, yeah. too. That hospitality industry, you had to get along to go along. You had to learn how to read people. You had to talk to them, or you weren't going to make the tips, and you weren't going to stay employed, and, and people weren't going to give you the thumbs up to your to your hotel manager, you know? So, so I'll, uh, let's let's take that. That's a great example, Greg. And sure is. That you brought up. So like you, like you just said, so you worked, uh, let's say you're working in the restaurant, and you're you know a server or a bartender or whatever, right? Um, you probably, after a while, get pretty good at recognizing who's yep. likely going to give you a good tip. Mm-hmm. Or who's gonna who's gonna ask, send their meal back, you know, before they ever do it, right? Yeah. So you were reading that, and you're figuring, oh, this guy, I bet he's not gonna do, it, or this guy, he's probably gonna order that. You you start to do predictive analysis based on your experiences, what we would call like your file folders, right? Yeah. So things you've seen before. So what what Greg and I do, that's a perfect example of what we do. So we come in and we take people, we teach them how to do that, but but not just for that job literally for everything that you do, right? How to apply that skill set that you already have, that you've already been practicing, that you were born knowing how to do. Mm-hmm. And then now we, now we get to take that and let's, let's give you a, a lexicon, some scientific terms to understand and articulate what you were seeing, feeling, smelling, and sensing, right? Mm-hmm. And then we go now take that and conceptualize that and take it to everything that you do. So now walking out the door, every person that you see, you can do the same thing with. And once yeah. you kind of tap into that which because it's it's a it's an intuitive skill set that that technically we're all born with the ability exactly. to tip. but people are better than others right you always have some people that can kind of pick up on something and then you got some mm-hmm. friends that are like they don't, they don't even see it even while it's happening right yeah, yeah, so yeah. so we all have this, you know perfect your buddy who got his cell phone taken you were like dude don't go over there and he's like no everything's gonna be fine all right yep. so some people are better than others but you can we can all get better so so if you're already good we can make you like ninja amazing good yeah, yeah. if you really suck we can get you good you know yeah. what i mean exactly. so, and, and think about it the, the, mm-hmm. your, your hotelier adam the, the person that owned that hotel your supervisor all those folks what they understood is what most human beings don't understand you you the young kid you were at 16 became the voice of that company so it didn't matter what it said out in front of that business it didn't matter if it was a hilton or a, a yeah. five star or anything else right. you were the voice of the company so if you're the first person i meet and you suck at your job, 
I'm going to have a horrible experience. But if yeah. you're good and welcoming and sharp at what you do and you look good doing it, so so the idea is that somebody listening right now is going, well, this is not for me because I'm not a Bobby or I'm not a you know a soldier. No, this is for every human. If yeah. you want to get better in your relationship, if you want to talk to your kids better, if you want to be better at your church or your school, whatever it is that you want to do, if you improve you mm-hmm. and become the best you you can be, mm-hmm. then guess what? You're going to improve everything around you. You're going to make more money. You're going to get more dates. Look at, look at Brian. You're going to have a nice <laughs> shirt, you know? So, yeah. Don't, don't, don't live like us. Just do what we say, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Well, I, I don't know if you've laughed this much on any of your other it's refreshing and um like what you said to do with uh you've got to look at work on yourself to to become better and um touch on something. Yeah, like by working on yourself and being the best self, you know, the things will improve, like you almost attract it. And um, with with like the restaurants and stuff, and going into places, it's like if I if I go in somewhere uh, into a restaurant and I don't have that good customer service or they're a bit rude, I I will just walk out. And yeah, like, absolutely. And it's like what? And and I think since this has happened, it makes you realise who you want to give your time and energy to. Um, absolutely. And I think that's that's quite an important thing as well. Well, I would tell anybody, Adam, I would tell anybody to do exactly what you did with the Parsitivity podcast that we absolutely love. I would say get out there, get out of your comfort zone, uh, walk around in other people's skin for a little bit in their shoes and see the world through their eyes. Uh, You'll be amazed. Uh, uh, And as COVID starts uh, uh, allowing us, the pandemic uh, uh, restrictions easing, it allows us to get out there, uh, try some new things. And and I'm hoping that some of your listeners will – uh, either come to our website or tune into a webinar, and then yeah. you know uh, we'd we'd love to come across the pond and and uh, do yeah. like a little regional training for you. Have you there with us and uh, yeah, yeah. introduce us to your friends? You know because the greatest thing about it is it's a language of human being and behavior, uh, so it transcends everything. So uh, you know Brian and I have taught it in, in cultures where uh, we had no language ability whatsoever, and the yeah. folks got it at hello. They they got it immediately. You know you don't you don't have to have a cultural attaché and an interpreter. Uh, uh, for human behavior because people pick it up instantly. And it's like your podcast. It doesn't matter. People tune in, and in the first couple of minutes, they're hooked. So I would tell you, keep up the great work. Uh, and uh, I was honored to be on. Uh, Marin's just looking for something to do this morning. But we certainly hope that it was exciting or interesting and not completely boring. It's like a domestic violence uh, situation. Yeah, it's He is my outlet for my. He's the yang yeah. to my yin. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he, he beats me because he loves me. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what it is. Uh, so it's. It's that, it's that mutual love, isn't it? It's more of a respect. Uh, yeah. He respects me, and so I don't beat him as much, yeah. I guess. <laughs> No, it's, it's, I, I love connecting with you guys, and um, it's great talking to you both. And you know, I, I'm really, really humbled and grateful for both, and, and um, really means a lot. I um, I just got a question to ask. Is that all right? Before. Yeah, please. Yeah. Is, do you say now? Is that okay? Is that? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Um, like with 
your experience in the military, to look on, on your profile, um, Brian, um, you said that you was, you was a sniper. Was it a sniper in the Marines? Like, yep. Would you say, like, the, your experience in the military um, kind of helps with um, what you do, like you said, being aware and things like that? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, of course it does because just because of, you know, life experiences that you, that you gain through that. And it's whether it's, you know, um, law enforcement or growing up in a rough neighborhood or deploying to war zones, right? You, you're, you're in a little bit more of a survival mode than the average person, right? So when you have to get into that survival mode where you literally might be fighting for your life, um, <laughs> the world, there's uh, things become a little bit more clear and the things that don't matter kind of seem to fall all by the wayside, right? Um, and, and but but yes, it, it it adds to your your life experiences, but um, it, you don't need to have that, right? So so for me it did, but I also grew up on the south side of Chicago and knew how to navigate a, a tough area and and work my way in and out to just go on about my day, right? So so that alone gave me the skills that, that made me better at certain things within the military with guys who didn't have that experience, who grew up in the country or did something, you know? So so everything adds to your file folders, all of your life experiences. So so yeah, being in the military and doing that because now it's uh, you're, you're trained, right? So the big difference is when you go into the military, no matter what your job is, there's there's a level of training you have to go through, and and there's a very distinct difference between training and education. And, and, and Greg kind of brought that up earlier, and that's one of our big things is that education is great. I can read books, you know, it's going to uh, illuminate me, right? It might enlighten me a little bit. I might see a new world. Might help me be more creative. I might learn a new skill. But but training is actually changes behavior. So there's a big difference between the two of them. Right. It's just like, you know, working out is a perfect example. I could read uh, as many workout books and strength and conditioning and watch all the YouTube videos and be the most educated person on the topic. But if I don't go get in the gym and start throwing weight around, you know, it's not going to help me. Right. That's tr that's a training program you're on versus an education program. So the, the, those two, do, two things can be kind of separate and distinct sometimes. Right. It's like when you meet someone who's like a brilliant PhD, multiple degree, this, that, and the other thing, and they're like a, a complete moron. You're like, what is wrong with this person? It's like they're the most highly educated person, and they have no training and no life experience. So, so you don't need to have that. But the, and the reason why I brought that up is that all of your life experiences, to anyone listening, you've likely already experienced everything you need to. So now what you have to do is learn to take the pull the lessons learned out of all those experiences, and then conceptualize that right, P apply it to your life, so you, so you don't make the same mistakes mistakes going going forward and I, I think that's more important than just oh well the military gives you this unique experience yeah it does but you can gain that in other areas right so mm -hmm. I always try to you know because just sometimes just guys who go into the military and go do that stuff um, think they have a higher level of situational awareness or training or competence and and they they in fact don't right it, it's it's almost like they, they have a false confidence in what they have so so it, it, it can it can skew your observations and your understanding of the world in, in a negative light too so I, I always tell people who are out there listening just all of your life experiences matter they matter if you take value out of them you pull the lessons learned and then you apply it going forward 
But Greg, I don't know, Greg might have it on too, because yeah. Greg, Greg's also no. prior military and yeah. law enforcement for a long time. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, but I was prior military back during the Revolutionary War, and that's, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. what our that's British friends want, want to talk that's about. Yeah, Greg wanted to come on here and go, yeah, we're going to stick it to you, because that's what Yeah, you bastards, 4th of July. But what Marin said, what Marin said, to put things in perspective, uh, in, in my career, in my life, and I'm lucky to have Brian as a best friend and yeah. uh, one of the best instructors I've ever met in my life, but we've met uh, paras and deltas and SEALs, and we train the Tier 1 people from all over the world. Every every wow. special forces, every SWAT team, uh, they've gone through this training uh, or a training that I've developed uh, because I've developed a, a number of different training courses for, like, the Colombian military and for our coalition force partners. But wow. I'll tell you this. What stuns me every time that I teach is one of these most highly trained, highly intellectual, physically fit people will come up to me and go, where was this training before I deployed? Why is this the first time that I'm hearing about this? And it's funny because I look back at them and I go, no, man, you're already the expert. You've been doing this your whole life. Mm. All we do with our training is help you frame it so you're doing the best of. Mm. You're doing the best of series of all those great skills that you have in your life, and that efficiency makes you uh, uh, increases your human performance, makes you the best you you can be. So my military experience is uh, limited to the band. I was playing with the uh, Army National Guard <laughs> band on the East Coast, so we don't we don't bring that up. You can imagine me with the tuba, uh, wearing little yeah. little else, wearing little else. You were in the band, all right. Yeah. I was playing playing the flute. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's no, this is going nowhere fast. Thank you. <laughs> it's Friday. It's our it's our Friday. Anytime no, we have shows on Fridays, they just devolve very quick because we're so burnt out from the week yeah. that it just turns into like we just end up making fun of each other for an hour. <laughs> and so. marijuana, marijuana is legal here too. So <laughs> we have a very strict no drug testing policy on the yeah. left of Greg broadcast. So, you know. But no, Adam, nothing's out of bounds, and you can always. Uh, hit us up with any questions about anything. There's nothing that we won't answer. Yeah. We might answer it wrong, but we'll never not answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. It really, really means a lot. Well, do me a favor. Uh, if you uh, get any feedback from the show, Brian and I would love to be on future episodes, but if yeah. it really, really blows, just do me a favor, edit it out. Don't air it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and remember, yeah. free reign, whatever photo you want to show up yeah. uh, uh, when I'm talking, I'm good with it. Yeah. I think that would be hilarious. Yeah. Thank you. I'll Thank get, you. I appreciate that, bro. I'll get the uh, the Tiger King photo and put that on the uh, Oh, that would be perfect. <laughs> I'm killing both of you. Yeah. <laughs> you can get some. You know what I would do is don't just use some famous American's name that everyone knows and put up their photo. They're not going to I mean, people won't know if it's close enough, you know, to, to what Greg is. I think you just, just go for it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds I'm telling you the William Shatner thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> William Shatner on your show. <laughs> so. first day. Well, we, we, we hope it was worth your time as well, Adam, yeah, because no, the last thing to tie up your valuable time. No, no, of course it's been absolutely worth it. And, um, you know, I've got all the time in the world for you guys. Well, we have a, we had a good time doing it, and yeah. uh, I've I've got a, a gig that's coming up, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to have to tune out. But do me yeah, a favor, yeah. if you could, could yeah. you uh, keep in contact with Brian so we know how to best exploit you? Because I'd love to make sure that we pass your podcast around to everybody we know uh, and yeah. and increase your viewership and your your listeners. Yeah, no, of course I'll do that. Um, thank you for that. Really, really means a lot. I'll do that. And same with you. Yeah, I'll, I'll promote what you guys do as well. 
I appreciate oh, thank it. You. Yeah, just look us up too. Make sure like on like Instagram and all that stuff. Yeah. Just at Arcadia yep. Cognorati. We have all the company accounts, so just link up both of us on there. That way you can tag us and everything, and we'll we'll spread it and we'll put it up. And our listeners, we got a lot of listeners who will listen. When we go on other stuff, they listen to those too. Yeah. And um, they like it because it's someone asking us questions versus just Greg and I talking. Yeah. So it's a very different dynamic, and they, and people are like, hey, that was really cool. Yeah. You know, because you got to hear. Sometimes we have questions for you guys, but obviously it's a podcast. We can't ask them. So when you're on here talking about it, it, it always pulls out a different perspective. So we, we really enjoy it. Yeah. Yep. Looking forward to next time, Adam. So, yeah, hey, cool. do me a favor, though. Keep in touch. We're best friends now. Yeah. And, and that's forever. <laughs> yeah, we'll do. So I'm giving, I appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot, Adam. Appreciate yeah. it, man. Take it, take it easy, Brian, Greg. We'll All right. Fine. Bye. Take care. Thank you. Also be sure to check out Brian and Greg's podcast on YouTube. It's called The Left of Greg Podcast. They've got some really, really great content on there. So check it out. Hi, I'd just like to say a massive thank you for tuning into this podcast. And I'm really, really grateful to be on this path and journey with you all. If you would ever like to provide feedback, you can do so by going on Apple Podcasts and leaving a review. Or you can send me an email at the positivitypodcast at gmail.com. All feedback is much appreciated. If you would like to donate anything at all, I have a Patreon account where you can donate a small amount and you get exclusive content from the podcast. Or I also have a PayPal if you would like to donate anything as well. Just a small gesture. And all donations all go towards the podcast and making it a better experience for you all. Now, I hope you have a great day and stay tuned for more episodes.